right. Hello and welcome back to the I Didn't Read Your Book podcast. I am Lutch, your host, and welcome back for another episode. I am excited for this one. Today, we are going to be talking with Darshan McAway about his book, Girlfriend versus Wife Duties. Um, so I, I, you know, the cover uh, is, seems like it's, it, it has a little bit of a tongue-in-cheek, um, I told you so kind of feel, you know, being written by a man and having the lipstick and just very simplistic and then just this versus that. Um, I, I, based on previous episodes, I'm going to guess that that's not at all what the book is, but that's the, that's the, the first thing I, um, you know, I, I, I see when I, uh, uh look at it. <clears throat> so let's dive right into reading the back of the book. Girlfriend versus wife duties. In today's world, romantic relationships have become a lot less clear cut than they were even 20 years ago, and many modern women find themselves confused about not only where they are romantically, but where they want to be, and who they want to be there with. Girlfriend versus wife duties explores the difference between a wife and a girlfriend, and why someone might choose to be one or the other, or transition between the two. In witty and frank style, this book encourages a return to classic values such as self-respect and the woman as the heart of a family, but without judging modern, day, uh, modern dating conventions. What a wonderful resource for both men and women. Um, I'll, I'll be the judge of that. Oh, this is a, oh, okay, we're in. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's a lot to put on the back of the book. This is a uh, 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 testimonial. What a wonderful resource for both men and women. Thank you for for uh, thank you so much for writing this wonderful work of art uh, from Ms. Michelle Stone. Darshan, you did it again. A brilliant visual, but really informative for everyone who's thinking about it. Marriage uh, from Jessica Parker. Any book that first makes you mad enough to the point where you have to ask yourself why you are mad has got something going for it. Darshan McAway holds no punches when he addresses the reasons why women move in or out of girlfriend or wife roles in relationships, and gives you a clear-cut understanding, if you read with an open mind, of what to do, uh, what to do to get in the position you want to be in. I wish I would have read the. I wish I would have had this book 20 years ago. It would have saved me a lot of time in uh, the school of hard knocks. Girlfriend for six years, wife for 14. That is by uh, Lisa Kandar. So those are, those last three were uh, uh, testimonials. Um, so I guess the uh, very simply put, it's just um, uh, it sounds like it's going to be exactly what it sounds like. Um, I like that he has set, uh, put out there from the get go that the, the intention is not to shame uh, uh, modern dating, quote unquote. And that, uh, you know, the intention that that's not the intention and that, you know, that he personally has, uh, you know, he personally wants a return to the classic, uh, the classic roles, um, but that he's not necessarily sounds like he's not necessarily pushing that. Um, but it seems pretty straightforward. So without further ado, let's bring in Darshan.
All right, and welcome, Darshan. Is it uh, McAway or McAway? McAway? Yeah. Okay, it's, Darshan it's McAway. Yeah, McAway. Awesome, awesome. So yes, we've just read the uh, the back of your book, um, and I I uh, love it. And I think I, I have a question already, but I think uh, before I, I want to preface it with probably you you anticipated this. Um, and I'm wondering if that's why you added some of the uh, testimonials on the back, um, because the first thing I thought was some girl is going to pick this up and be like, who the hell is Darshan? And why, why does he think he could tell me what the difference between that? And that? so and, and I mean, I saw all of the, the testimonials were from from women. So, you know, but also, you know, there's a bunch of women who love Kevin Samuels and a bunch of women who don't. So uh, what do you right. say to the women who pick up this book and like, you're, you're, you're some guy, what do you, what do you know? Well, see, this, this is the clever thing about it. See, this book came out nine years ago and nine years ago today, it's still been selling. And uh, there hasn't been a woman that I've ever had in conversation that says, who do you think you are? How long have you been married? How many kids do you have? And all this type of thing, right? So when I first wrote the book, uh, it came from a place of a lot of women asking me, hey, what's, what do you think the difference is between a girlfriend and a wife? And at first I couldn't answer. I was like, I don't know, a wife has kids type of deal, you know. But then when I was putting the book together, I said, well, let me reach out to some women that I know are married and find out like what's the difference. And the first person I started with was my mom. And my mom told me the difference between a girlfriend and a wife is a girlfriend can just pick up and just walk away. She can do whatever she wants. But a wife, she has to go through a little bit more paperwork, a little bit more ties, because typically, typically speaking, when you get married, your wife isn't going to leave you the next day. You, you're already married for a couple of years, but your girlfriend, she could be with you for a few years and say, hey, I don't want to do this anymore. But your wife, it more so goes like, hey, what did I do wrong? What's going on between us? Can we work this out? And she says, well, no, I don't want to work it out with you. So now you got to go through the paperwork. And if you have kids involved, it's a lot more trauma than one would think. So I was, when I put the book together, I was trying to make sure women understood that a girlfriend has a lot of leisure, but a wife, she has way more commitment. So leisure versus commitment, gotcha. Um, and and so, start, you know, uh, what, what did your, aside from, you know, uh, uh, your mom who wants, you know, that which is a great place to start um, if you, you know, if, if if obviously if you didn't have a great mom, it wouldn't be a great place to start. But if you thought that was a great place to start, I'm going to assume that you had a great mom and that, and now that with the great book. So that's uh, obviously if you don't right. have a great mom, that's not what I'm talking about, but you specifically, um, obviously that's a great place to start. Um, and, and, uh, and so where did you go from there? So I, I ended up talking to like 20 different uh, couples, married couples, but I really focused on the women because as a man coming up, I was trying to find out like, what's the difference for myself. So when I write this book, uh, I wanted to make sure that I'm talking in conversation to the young lady who's going to pick it up. But I also wanted men to pick it up so they can understand that, okay, I'm not supposed to be putting all this pressure on a girlfriend or a wife, especially, especially if your parents get sick and you say, hey, I got to move my dad in. And your girlfriend goes, well, I, I don't want to take care of your dad. Now, if it's your wife, your wife will go, all right, well, I'm really not, not, let's work something out, but she's going to do it. Right. A girlfriend can say, hey, listen, I'm, I'm out of here. It's been nice. You know, it's been great having the booty calls, but that's not what I signed up for. Your wife, right. on the other hand, she becomes a daughter-in-law 
and you the same as a son-in-law. So you have to step into that family world. So when I was doing those, when I was conducting those interviews, uh, most of the women were saying that that's the biggest thing that you're going to have to understand that you're bringing in somebody else's side of the family. You're bringing in somebody else's independence. So you got to find out how to mesh the two and make sure that it works. Interesting. Interesting. So you said people, people were often asking you the difference. So I'm nobody's ever asked me what the difference between a girlfriend and a wife is. So what, what have, what have you been doing uh, before the book? Um, and I guess since in the past nine years, that would put you in a position where people would would think to ask you that. I mean, I'm sure so, uh, I, I would have an answer, but I don't think anybody would necessarily take it that seriously. <laughs> well, you know, so like throughout throughout my life, man, when I hit about 23, I'm 38. Uh, from 23 up until now, I've, I've carried a nice long stride of keeping myself pretty balanced and well put together. And most of the time when I would speak to women, you know, they want to go out on dates, they want to hang out, they can tell that I'm a well-balanced guy. So they would more so be interviewing me, asking me, what do I want from them? And saying like, you know, hey, what's the difference between a girlfriend and a wife? And at the time, with me not being married at the time, I would say, well, you know, a wife is probably supposed to do this, which I was probably wrong on. And a girlfriend is probably supposed to do this. But they were only saying that to me so they can get with me. Right. So when I learned that, OK, these girls are just just catering to me and that's cool. But no one's really showing me that I want to get on one knee and propose. That was that was the biggest thing. A lot of women don't understand that. What are you doing to make a guy wanting to say, hey, listen, I'm going to put this thing together. I'm going to get on one knee and I'm going to propose to you, you know, and show the world that out of all of the women in the world, out of all of the women in the world and all the places I can go, I chose to be with you. And why do you think that message is so, uh, that seems so, uh, uh, it seems like it should be obvious to, to, to women. Um, but of course, I'm a man and I, you know, it's obvious to me because I would be the, the, the beneficiary of somebody asking what they could do for me. Um, but you know, uh, as, as it's uh, often said, women, are, uh, women decide to have sex and men decide who get married. So why do you think that women don't really have that, um, that concept of what, can I, what, what do I bring to the table um, as, as, as much as you would, you would hope? Oh, that's a great question. Um, from, from my studies, man, and talking to people, I just realized that a lot of people just haven't been brought up in, a, in an environment where they see two people working together, right? Um, and that's going to be very difficult moving forward because in a relationship, you can't look at it as someone's always like telling you what to do and dictating you. You have to find out, hey, this is this person's uh, weak point. This is their strong point. Here's my weak point and my strong point. How do we become one? Because that's what marriage is really about. You become one, you become tied in, and then you pull in your family and then you grow from there. So a lot of women, so not, I'm going to say most, most women just haven't seen a, a functioning relationship when it comes to co-working together. It's not like, a, it's, and I want to be careful when I say this because I'm not looking at it as work, but your marriage becomes your job of your life it becomes the most important thing. And I hate to use the metaphor of working with coworkers, but when you go to a co-working environment, you're more friendly with your coworkers than you are with your spouse sometimes. And it's so weird how people don't realize that, hey, I need to be doing better in my relationship because the person in my relationship is the person that's gonna be taking care of me when I break a leg or when I dislocate my shoulder. 
you know, but we don't, we don't think about that. And that's why I wanted to put this book together. I wanted people to think about another person's time. Don't waste somebody else's time being their girlfriend and you know you don't want to be their a wife or vice versa or a husband. And uh, just a side note, a lot of um, uh, same-sex couples read this book as well because the way I, the way I put it, it was a clever conversation to let people know, hey, here's your opportunity to get to know Darshan. This is what Darshan thinks. And I know this will work because when you get into a relationship, you're just two independent people. You cannot get away from learning how to communicate with one another. You will never get away from learning how to talk to people. You may not agree, but you have to speak with people in order to coexist in this world. Gotcha, gotcha. So the, I mean, in, you know, 30,000 feet, what really, um, you know, is the, what would, because again, you mentioned, I like how you frame it that, you know, um, you know, it's not like we're saying you should do this, you should do that. It's, it, it sounds like it's more of, if you want this result, then this, if you want this result, then that, um, which is similar to, uh, you know, similar to a, a, the, the message of, um, you know, again, I, I, I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with Kevin Samuels and um, he, uh, uh, for those who don't know, he does a call-in show um, uh, with, with women. And it's, it's mainly, uh, uh, focused on quote unquote, high value men, people, uh, uh, and women who are searching for that. And it's typical that, you know, uh, uh, women are all concentrating their, their interest at, you know, the, the, the tallest guys and the richest guys and the most handsome guys. Um, I'm five, four, so I'm not in that category, but, uh, uh, maybe that's why nobody's asking me about the same thing they're asking you about, but, um, <laughs> The, the uh, you know, he will often bring up how the, the media has this, this uh, um, strong independent women uh, thing, that uh, narrative that really has seeped into every aspect of our, our society, I think. And while we absolutely want women to be autonomous and, and to be able to take care of themselves if they need and never be, you know, at the, the, the whim of a man who can just throw them away. Of course, that's not what we want, but it seems like that message has just taken on an entirely different meaning. And it, it's like that the men are, are disposable. Uh, do you, do you, do you agree that that's how, uh, either that that's what the messaging leads to and that, that many women are, are, are taking on that, that messaging? So I, I agree with the fact that life has life is changing how women look at men. Uh, are, are men disposable? No. Um, and good looking for Kevin Samuels. I'm, I'm familiar with this content. Good looking for him uh, advocating for people uh, to get married, right? So am I. If you want to get married, I, I don't push it on people, but if you want to, good for you. If you don't, uh, you know, kind of stay out of the way and don't waste anybody's time. But when you talk about the independent portion, there is a chapter in the book um, titled uh, Where You Go Wrong miss independent. And what I realized about that is so many women um, have put their job and their education in a place where, hey, I got this and that, I don't need you. And it's like, okay, a man has the same thing. So you can look at it and say, well, why does he need you if he has all this, right? Exactly. So what you do is say, okay, well, since I got this high education and since I got all this money and he has the same thing, again, how do we make this work? How do I not get in the way with my ego? 
listen, there are plenty of men in marriages that have a high ego, but they still have to be uh, romantic and, and soft portion with their wives. Right. And the same thing with, with women who are lawyers and judges. They have a very strong ego, but they still got to say, you know what? That's my husband. I got to follow what he says. She realizes his strength and his weaknesses, and she's not trying to be combative. But in today's time, which I, I'm telling you, man, this book was so cleverly written. Um, it was just solely a conversation saying, hey, try not to get in your own way when you find somebody that's good for you. You see what I'm saying? And, and, and I have a little thing against hypergamy because if you go in leaning financially, if you go in leaning financially in a relationship, let me tell you what's going to happen. And this is throughout time. What you're going to find is, let's say you get married to your significant other and a month from now, that person loses their limbs. Then how much money, how much of that hypergamy, all that money, that status, how much does it mean to you now when you now have to go to work because he's out of a job, Okay, yes, you got some insurance, you're gonna pay the medical bills, but he can no longer work. It's just impossible. So what do you do? So I try to make sure people focus on people and not how much money that person is making. Because when you go in looking at higher status, and I, and I understand it, but when you go in looking at higher status, let me tell you what happens in your life. Uh, it's this thing called like a little bit of karma comes rolling around your way and something tra tragic is gonna happen. And then you're gonna say, well, how much is this hypergamy relationship worth now? You know, and uh, I had asked this one lady a question. I say, hey, listen, uh, if you get married and your husband loses his legs, are you going to leave him? She said yes. So that wasn't a real love. That wasn't a real marriage. Right. That, and real quick that, for poor, that. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, just just for those who aren't aware, um, uh, you know, if uh, do you want to uh, explain a little bit about how hypergamy, if they haven't heard of, you know, this uh, 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 this this term before? So, so in a nutshell, hypergamy is a person of higher stature, higher status um, that you look at to take care of you and provide for you. Um, I guess I'm going to say really on either side, male or female, you know, because women are, you know, they have a whole bunch of status as well. But mainly it points towards the men. Uh, if you have a higher status and prestige, um, you're the person that uh, a person of a lower caliber is looking at to get with because that lower caliber person wants to be taken care of. And, you, and again, you have to be careful when you do that, because even if that person has prestige, uh, people who have prestige, they, you know, they get sick and they die as well. Right. And it's, it's a very um, it's not anything that uh, I know you said specifically that you were, uh, uh, you know, um, uh, you had a thing against it. But I don't I don't think that you're saying that you think it's bad overall. Um, and, and just again, to make it clear, just that, you know, hypergamy is usually a uh, while it while it does go uh, in both uh, uh, both genders. And again, with everything, anything dating, I'm always going to be speaking from just a straight cisgendered male. So plug in anything that is relevant to you. Um, but uh, while a, a dude who's got money will have no problem even, uh, you know, being casual with a, uh, you know, the girl who, the barista at Starbucks or somebody who, who works at Target or something. But even the, the, the girl who works, uh, even that girl the, the, who just, you know, not again, not that there's anything wrong with that, but just in the dating world and the, the way that we, we place uh, things, place value on things. Uh, through this this uh, lens of hypergamy, 
the the you know the inverse is, is not the case you know a guy at, at working on uh, you know behind a desk is not going to get get with some uh fancy lawyer or 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 a uh, bank executive or something like that um and it happens you know i have a uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a private dog trainer and and um i have a uh, a client where uh it's a couple and it's a uh, a dude who um i don't even know what he does i don't even know if he, he works um but uh, his his wife is a, uh, a high level attorney. But in the home, it's it, you know I mean obviously I don't see them that often, and I'm I'm only there when when we're working with the dog. But it's pretty clear that she looks at him as a a you know that that the status she has in her career she can separate as her status in the relationship. And, and um, I, I think, again, that that might be a part of the hypergamy, uh, uh, the, the, the problem with hypergamy that, um, that we have, again, on both sides, but specifically with women, just because of how they're always looking to uh, date up more so than men, um, of, of equating their, their uh, monetary and, and career value with that of their value in a relationship. Right. Uh, I agree. I agree. I, I think one of the best ways for people to start um, attacking relationships is to um, kind of almost starting from a middle school, high school, college standpoint. If you find that person that you're kind of going to school with and in that in that realm of finances with by you two uh, finances, meaning by you two being broke, uh, you'll mm -hmm. end up growing together. But a lot of times what, what we see is when we're in school with people, with our, our classmates, we don't see them as the person we want to end up marrying because we started thinking of hypergamy. And that was part of the issue I had when I was writing my book was, okay, I didn't, um, I didn't marry any of the girls from my high school. I dated them and I stayed with them for a little bit, but I didn't see myself marrying them uh, because I just wanted to have like a whole bunch of fun. And that's going to go across the board with a lot of people. A lot of people are going to want to have a lot of fun. They're going to, want to have a lot of sex and they're going to find out, okay, now that the sex is over with, okay, which one of these men and women do I marry up, right? But when you get to that point, how well is your mental state going into somebody else's life, going into their 24 hours? And that was the biggest issue I was trying to explain to people. Hey, you're coming into someone's 24 hour space. They have 24 hours in one day. Um, what are you contributing to it or what are you trying to take away? And so when I think of hypergamy, I think of people taking away from the person who mm -hmm. got to a higher social status versus a person saying, hey, uh, I've been with this person when we were like freaking, you know, 17 years old and I'm adding to this person's life. And if he if he or she doesn't make it to a financial status, I'm OK with this person because I love them. And a lot of times, you know, just leaning back on uh, what you said, what you mentioned about Kevin Samuels. Um, what you hear from his show is women wanting to take away from the person of the higher status. So in that case, he goes, okay, well, that man that's at this caliber making millions of dollars a year, okay, what are you, what are you going to add to that? And that, that question is Me. so interesting because none of, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> and no one can really answer the question because they don't see, they don't see their own personal value as far as like adding being a contribution and meshing together as one all you're seeing is this person can take care of me financially and what are we going to do as a family you know and so you mentioned earlier uh you know ways that uh, uh people trip themselves up 
And is this type of thinking something along those lines? And, and you yeah. know, what, what people, and can you expand on that a little bit more? Like what, what is it that, that, you know, people do way too often that, that, you know, trip up, trip themselves up in what would otherwise be a, a happily ever after? Well, I mean, the trip up would be if you're focusing on, and, and when I'm talking, I'm speaking to both men and women in this conversation, uh, and, and whether same-sex marriages or couples as well, um, what, you, what you're going to find yourself tripping yourself up in, when you look at someone, uh, if, when you look at someone's education and their financial status and saying, hey, I want to be with that person because of that, that's the trip up. Because mm. I've personally witnessed, I've personally witnessed uh, growing up as a kid, I've seen people in my neighborhood and I've seen the older man get with a younger woman. The older man gets hurt, catches a stroke. And now she's not into him anymore. Mm. I, I've seen this. Mm -hmm. You know, she's not into that person anymore. The guy in the neighborhood, he gets a divorce. Everyone in the neighborhood corrals around him. And I had my dad and my mom helping this guy out. I had to cut his grass. You know, so when you see stuff like that as a young man growing up, you go, okay. Let me not focus on the most beautiful woman in the world, uh, Maxim's Magazine. It's good to have. Aspire for it if you want to. <laughs> yeah. I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you, people who we see at that higher status, things happen to them and they fall hard. So I'm mm -hmm. not saying don't go for it. I'm saying don't trick yourself so much as to focus on that one person and that's all you see. Because a lot of times the man and the woman that's around you when you're a co-working space at your local grocery store, that's probably the best person for you. And I, th I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you would agree that you're not saying that you, you know, a person of higher status is you should stay away from. It's just that that shouldn't be the the uh, the underlying thing. Uh, and 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 to expand on it a little further, you know, there is a um, a definite real aspect to the practicality of wanting to be with someone who who uh, at least you know even if they're not the quote unquote high value male who's going to be able to give you a, a, a lavish lifestyle or the 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 quintessential uh, submissive uh, uh, little mouse of a, a woman who's just going to follow every little thing you say. That's you know even if that's not necessarily the 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 reality of it, there is a practicality in the success of the relationship if you don't have to worry about bills. And on the other side, if you're not fighting over every little thing and, and that, uh, you know, the regardless of who it is, that there's one person who's more of the leader and the one person who is more of the the um, the, the, the the follower because they one person is a, a, a fills that role and they are uh, complemented by the other role as opposed to having two two leaders or two followers and either you're both doing nothing or you're both fighting all the time is is, is that is yeah. that am i in the right uh area <laughs> yeah no you you are you are and I, and i touch on all of this in the book is and again it's six chapters and i touch on that what i'm trying to teach people and what i have taught people is it's okay to aspire to have a hundred million dollars there's nothing wrong with that but when you get to a hundred million dollars the people who have a hundred million dollars they have a lot more issues than you do at zero dollars you got people trying to figure out uh how how someone cannot steal from them 
So when you look at that high value status, a high value man is looking at anybody who comes his way as, okay, which one of these people are trying to steal something from me? Who wants something from me? Why? Because I am higher value. I am of great resource to a lot of people. This is why uh, listening to Kevin Samuels or even just catching his show here and there, he makes a lot of sense. And what he's doing, which is very clever, what he's doing is bringing people back to a natural reality of saying, hey, the guy who is a blue collar worker or even a white collar worker, whatever the case may be, that's a good guy. That guy's gonna do something for you. The guy that's of this higher uh, value, this higher statue, he's looking at everybody as a target against him. Who's, who's gonna steal from me today? I mean, I don't know how many people um, are millionaires that listen to your show, but you know, I've had the success of getting my books and some of my merchandise placed inside of Walmart. And when people find out who you are, they look at you as, hey, this person can do this for me. I know you have X amount of dollars. Uh, let me tell you how I'm going to spend your money. So when you listen to these conversations and from women, you hear from them, well, I, what, what do you bring to the table? Me? Okay, well, what does me know how to do for me? Like, what can you do for me to make me expand? What, or what are you going to do for me that's going to say, okay, listen, I want you to be a housewife. It's It's... And it's so hard for women to grasp that. It's so hard for women to say, well, my value is me, yes. But what else do you add to me? And a lot of women fail to realize this. We just need as men and, and, and same-sex uh, uh, couples too. The other person just needs a helper. We just need you to help. So if I'm jacking up a, a tire and you see the car lean and you can help me jack up the car and get it off my hand, well, come over and help me. That's the kind of help that men need from women. That's the kind of help people need from people in general. Don't, don't watch me struggle. Come assist me. I need your assistance. And I, I, I want to ask you, I, I completely agree with that, everything you're saying. Um, and I'm, uh, I, I'm curious as to your perspective on this, because I'm, I'm 31. You said you were uh, 38. So we're similar in age, but a lot happened in the time that you know i was 18 to 25 and when when you were uh 18 to 25 even in that that short time um and so w when i was uh, that for me uh tinder was was out and and people knew about it but it was just becoming that booming thing when i was in college and so people were using it but you would it, it was still relatively common for you know college students to be hooking up with other broke college students as you were mentioning before and now it seems like the 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 expectation of of women from from what i can tell on the on the whole not all of them but uh, uh an issue in in the uh, the general population of women is that while you know uh susie may from ohio might have, um, you know, she may have had the pick of the litter for, for you know, in, in, in her county. Uh, and, and, you know, maybe none of those guys are these, these uh, millionaires and they, they are really good, but just, you know, blue collar guys, just regular, regular people. And now, uh, uh, what name did I say? Susie May or something like that. <laughs> uh, she, yeah, through, yeah. through the internet, through Instagram, through Tinder, through everything else, she has access to, you know, the, 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 the high, hottest, richest guys in L.A. and New York and Miami and, and, and uh, Dubai and, and all this stuff. And so how, how much of that did you, um, did you see 
when when you were in that specific age uh, uh, gap, that that eighteen uh, to twenty five, and how much do you think that um, plays into this idea of of you know the, the you know fostering more hypergamy and that that idea of you know men are just uh, uh, um, uh, disposable, and then on the other side that uh, from men looking at women, it's just like all right, what are you what are you taking from me? I, I think both right. of those are, are uh, you know, hindrances to the benefit of relationships. Even if they're going to be casual relationships, they, they you know, they're, they're still success, a successful casual relationship versus something that goes down in flames. Um, so either way, how, how do you, one, how um, do you, did you see that it changed in those, those uh, what were seven years? And um, how much do you think it plays a part in where we are right now so uh, when i was coming up during that time in that in that gap that you mentioned um between our ages you know in that time frame I, I saw a lot of it happening because i grew up in florida i grew up in west palm beach florida so i would frequent frequent excuse me uh fort lauderdale miami so i saw a lot of the hypergamy if you will and i i ended up dating and kind of being with some of the people who are in the adult industry and me not knowing who they were and just seeing a different lifestyle and understanding as a man, okay, I'm looking at this younger woman and she likes this caliber of a guy. So uh, what am I going to do to become that caliber of a guy when I reach his age? So I, I grew up with that under my belt, looking at other men getting with younger girls and the younger girls were with the guys who dressed nice, was in a Lamborghini, was in a Bentley, you know, going to the five-star hotels. And I'm like, okay, so that's what women want. All right, let me, let me, let me become that guy, right? Mm -hmm. uh, which is why I had started writing books because I wanted to be of prestige. I wanted to be a higher value man. So I can say, all right, I get a chance to pick from the litter like those guys did. So I saw a lot of that coming up. Uh, but let's talk about that Tinder, eight, uh, the Tinder, what is it, social media to where social media is now. Um, the only thing that's changed is that more people run to the internet to have hookups versus when I was coming up, the whole idea was to go out to clubs, was to go out to the grocery stores, um, uh, what they do, uh, the, uh, the let out, you know, at, if you're at a club, you don't go to the club, but you go to the, to the parking lot when everybody's coming out. <laughs> so I come from that era, right? So, you know, a girl would ask you, hey, were you inside? And you would say either yes or no. I would say, I would say, yeah. And she would say, well, I, I didn't see you inside. I was like, oh yeah, I was all over the place. And then you end up talking to her and then you find out what happens from there. So yeah, that's the only thing I would say that changed that when I was coming up, it was more so I would meet people in person versus now everyone wants to swipe left, swipe right, you know. Um, but the relationship aspect is still the same conversation, you see. Uh, women are still trying to find out what's the difference between a girlfriend and a wife or, hey, how do I become somebody's wife? How do I add this value? And again, if you read the book, Girlfriend Versus Wife Duties, you know, I'm what, Kevin Samuels is older than me, but as far as what's on paper and what's been published, I've been at this for nine years before he even started having a conversation. Now, uh, do I have testimonies? Absolutely. Absolutely. This book has been doing me well. I, I, I actually ended up stopped writing in the year 2012 and ventured over into a different industry of, of writing, which is, you know, the children's books. But mm. 
you know, girlfriend versus wife duty has put me on the map, you know, and it's going to be putting me on a map for a long time. Why? Why? Why is this book so relevant? Why is this book so important? Why is this a best-selling book? Um, it's the best answer that you're going to get. If you want to find out, especially if you want to find out from a man, what do you think the difference between a girlfriend and a wife is, especially if your goal is to get with the man to be married, then yeah, you might want to find out what this book is about. I give you an answer in each chapter. The very first chapter, I break down what's the difference, what separates a girlfriend from a wife. That's the first thing I do because I wanted people to open it up, read the first chapter, shut. Okay, I know, I know exactly who I am now. That's, that's the type of writing material I write. I write to give you an answer. Gotcha, gotcha. So it's, and, and that's the type of, that's the type of thing I think that, that people, both men and women, uh, need a little bit more of a, a direct uh, uh, response to, to, to their questions. And I think we, you know, we want to sugarcoat everything and it, it make it sound nice, but then people aren't, aren't equipped to deal with, you know, the, the, the reality of, of life. And um, it, it can be, uh, 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 you know, uh, very difficult when, when your expectations don't meet reality. And um, right. I, I do want to definitely ask you about the, the uh, what you've been doing uh, since then um, and, and with the children's books. Um, but uh, I just had a question about Going back to this idea of uh, specifically uh, women and the, and, the, and the feminist movement, because for, for men, it, it, you know, our value has always been tied to what we produce. That's, that's always been what it is. But, and, and women are, uh, you know, women are born with, with intrinsic value and, and men have to, to, to build it. But we have, it seems like we've gotten away from uh, that, uh, that, um, that mentality and that the, the, the same way that, uh, you know, that we're all equal, that the way that we look at men is the way that we look at uh, uh, women. And um, I, I think while it's, again, it's good that women are in a place where they're not, uh, they, they don't have to be dependent on a man, then it, it, it that shouldn't be, what replaces their desire to be in a relationship. They should have a, uh, 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 and again, generally speaking, if you, if, you if you do desire that, you should desire it based on things outside of, of uh, uh, you know, what brings your intrinsic value, which would be those things that you, you've done in your own life, whether it's uh, you know, getting, getting a degree in this or working this job, those are things that should fulfill you, but your job, again, bring back to what, is, what do you bring to me? That doesn't really help me, especially if I am someone who already is successful and I already, I'm going to be taking care of you, then I don't really care what your, your, uh, uh, what your bank account looks like because that's not what, right. that, that doesn't come into play. And I'm, I, I fear that the, that message is, is, is lost and that you know, people conflate too much um, uh, again, as I, I was just saying with women uh, conflating their own, uh, uh, career success and then men conflating their, uh, their, their success with, um, I guess not, not, uh, having to, to maybe put in the, in the work and just, just be like, oh, I can, you know, you're, you're replaceable. I can, I can, you know, there's a million of you, I, I, that type of mentality, instead of trying to build something deeper. So, so the question is, 
so what's the question what's, I don't what's the know. Question? I don't know. i'm just i'm just yeah. <laughs> i i guess is, uh, is feminist is are are is the feminist movement working is that what the question is well i, I no because i would i would never ask that because i already i would already say hell no but um i <laughs> uh i guess the 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 question is where or how can can women specifically uh but again both get a a better understanding of how to separate what is intrinsic to them and what should be valued to them versus what is valued to somebody else and well again because i say specifically women because what we as men what we value is also uh, you know the, the the stuff that tends to bring us that that money and success and status and 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 that tends to be what women are interested in. but it's not always the other way around and so how can women specifically separate what is intrinsically valuable to them to what is valuable externally to a man that a man that they or you know whoever that they could offer gotcha gotcha okay so here, here okay. i gotta ramble a little this bit sorry little, no no it's fine this is perfect uh and, and a lot of people will agree with this um you're gonna have, have to take time and whatever person that you're interested in that you're trying to have that intrinsic value or just bring value to, you're gonna to have to talk to that person to find out who they are. Uh, again, this is what goes back to the conversation of having communication. You're not gonna be able to get away from it because in order for someone to tell you, hey, what do you bring to the table? You have to be around that person enough to know what you can bring to the table. What is it that they're lacking? Because if, if I ask you, hey, what do you bring to the table? And you go, well, what is it that you need? And I tell you, and you go, well, I don't have those things. Well, the next person, behind you is going to have those things coming up to the table. So when you're talking to a person that you're trying to get uh, be in a relationship with, okay, what do they need? What What's extra? What can you provide that's extra into their lives? Um, because again, if you start, and you know, what's funny, or maybe so more so ironic. It's amazing how most men, when they talk to women, they don't throw their education or finances in mm -hmm. their face necessarily. Like I got this and I do that. It's like, when you ask me what do I do, I tell you. But with women, they come in head first, right? They go, hey, this is what I got, da, da, da. You know, and it's like, what can you do for me? And he's like, what? Wait, okay, you, you're not having a conversation with right. me. So this is, where, this is where the courtship happens. This is where the dating happens. This is where you get to the point where you're somebody's friend to find out, hey, what does my friend need? You know, and I love my friend so much. I want to propose to my friend or I want my friend to take my hand in marriage. So that's where that value comes into place. You won't know what you can add to someone's life unless you're around them enough to see what they're lacking. Uh, that I, And to to punctuate that, I think the most important thing of what you just said is, is simply asking that and, and being aware of the fact that you should be concerned with what do they need and not just what can i get and again we're 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 not just talking about women we uh, you know the 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 quote unquote high value man is in a position where if he decides he he doesn't have to to uh you know worry about the the romantics of it and if he just wants to you know uh, play the field then he can have that and 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 uh uh you know not worry about that um, and, and while, you know, again, as you, you mentioned directly on the back of your book, that, that there's nothing wrong with if women want to do that as well, it doesn't, it seems like society is pushing the idea that women want that more than they really do, or at least for a longer period than they really do. And, you know, no shame on anybody, any, any girls, you know, you all go through your whole phase, do your thing, have fun. 
But at the end of the day, most of you are going to end up wanting to be married. And, and it, there doesn't seem to be any process of, of as, as you put it, that transition from one role to another. Um, and um, I think that's what I wrote down. Yeah. And, and, and so I think that, again, to, to punctuate it, just understanding that even if you do have all of those things, you know, you know, it's again, it's the man who 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 is going to be impressive by having a great job and, and, and great money. But we know not to to lead with that because then that's all you're going to see out of out of us, and we don't want that to be our selling point. And you know, discovery over uh, disclosure. We we want you to like us and then find out that we've got money because then we know that you really right. like us. Um, I say we, not like I'm. Right, millionaire or anything like that, but just speaking generally, um, and, and and yeah, I, so I think on on both sides, any regardless of your persuasion or preferences or whatever, it's it's very easy to to identify what you want and 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 what you don't want, and you know uh, uh, you know it may come through through some trial and error, but it's not that difficult to to determine. What is more difficult, I think, is to figure out how to get that information from somebody else, uh, especially somebody yeah. new. Um, and you you use the word friend, and I'm I'm curious if uh, I'm I'm curious about that because as somebody who you know has been friend zoned just maybe a one too many times, I um, am you know curious as to to where is the line between being too friendly in the sense where you're going you're not going to be looked at as a a uh, 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 you know someone in in that sexual realm and you know being too overtly sexual where that it's clear that that's just all you're interested in you know I, to just speak from from my own personal experience I'm I, I'm for I, for right now, I'm not really uh, I'm not really dating. I haven't really uh, been dating for a while. I was in a, a a short relationship near the beginning of the of the lockdown, and that was just kind of a mess. That was just you know we were all out of our minds, and I'd like to forget about that. But I, I had been single for for a number of years before that, and you know I had a couple of girls here and there, but I hadn't had a serious relationship um, since I was back in college. I think there might have been one other, but yeah, but uh, you know and. I, I always wanted it. I always wanted that serious relationship. I'm, I'm 31. I thought I'd have a, a wife and kids by now. Um, and, but, but again, all of the things that we're talking about with the, the, the hypergamy and, and, and all of that has, has really colored, you know, how my, my perspective on this has, uh, has changed. Um, and so when you say you want to be, you know, you want to learn about your, your being a friend and what does your friend uh, 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 need, that that set, sets off a little bit of alarm bells in in my head that like well shouldn't I specifically be making sure that hey I'm I'm not trying to be your friend I'm I'm trying to be uh, uh, something that's not your something different something romantic yeah. or 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 if it's you know just a booty call or or something casual than that but to be clear about that how do you yeah. are you using friend in, in a different way than than maybe I'm thinking no no I, I'm actually using it in the, um, so I'm using it in a term that in what you're talking about. Um, but again, I come from a place of open communication, right? If 
if you don't communicate with that person like what you're trying to be in their lives and say, well, hey, yeah, I want to be your friend, but can I be a friend with benefits? But you, again, I come from a place where I'm, I'm, I've been talking to grown women who understand what it is. And plus, they were looking at me a certain type of way. So when I would say something to them, it was almost like it was final. It was like an acceptance. Okay, this, I'm trying to get with this guy. This is what he want me to do. Then this is where I'm at, right? And I, and I learned yeah, that, I that in communicating <laughs> with, right? So in, in communicating with them, you go, well, if he just wants me as a booty call, then that's just what it is. But after a while, I started realizing that, okay, if I'm just having sex with this girl and this girl, and I'm making them think that we're going to be this later, I'm damaging them. So how do I not damage this person? Because I do see them as a friend and they do bring great benefit, but how do I not do that? So I started becoming women's friends on a level of, hey, I'm interested in being with you in the long run. And I want you to be my girlfriend, maybe potentially, you know, do an engagement type of deal. But let me find out what's going on with you. Let's hang out. And what I would do is what, uh, what a lot of men are referring to today is what they call dick discipline. I would see the girl. I know I want to have sex with her, but if I have sex with her, I'm going to damage something in her. I'm going to damage her, her mental state of saying, I thought this guy was trying to get with me. So as a, as a guy, you have to say, well, I'm going to make you my friend. And yeah, I'm interested in you. Yeah, we may make out here and there, but I'm not going to take it to the next level. Why? Because I need to commit to myself before I start committing to you. Because if I get you pregnant, right? If I get you pregnant, or even worse, if I catch a disease, then that's where I'm at. I'm stuck. I'm going to be mm -hmm. stuck because maybe I didn't want to marry you. Maybe I just wanted to have sex with you, you know, till the moon come up, you know, but when you, this is so interesting because my life was uh, uh, revolved around it so much, not to say this in a bragging way, um, but I was having so much sex that I had created my own condom company. That's how much sex <laughs> I was having. And I, I know, and I, and I didn't want to continue being that guy and making sure or, or having a chance of getting someone pregnant that I didn't want to be with. So I started pulling back and saying, Hey, you know what? Let me start being people's friends. Let me start talking to them, finding out what's going on before I just go ahead first, <laughs> you know, pun intended, you know? <laughs> and so that's the, so that's what you want to do. You want to talk to people. You want to let them know who you are, what you got going on and what type of friend you're trying to be and give them the opportunity to accept that. And that's what a lot of people don't do. We don't give another person the, the, the chance to accept the fact that, hey, maybe they want to be considered a booty call. Maybe they do just want to be your friend or maybe they do just want to have, you know, um, you know, get married to you and stuff like that. But you got to have the conversation. Yeah. Let me just ask you, how tall are you? Uh, I'm six foot four. Of course you are. <laughs> that's why we have slightly, slightly different perspectives on this. Because, uh, yeah. yeah, you can you can explain with that. Goes. So definitely, I guess uh, I, I guess the, the advice would be to, uh, to hit the gym and just work with what I got. That's uh, that's why I've been developing the personality all these years. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, yeah, I guess you can. I, but here's one thing I'll tell you, man, because you, you seem like a very competent communicator um, on, on whatever I level uh, a, a spectrum that you're talking to people. What you're going to find the most what people are going to gravitate to you the most is your conversation. You know, can, can this person make me laugh here and there? Can I hold a conversation about this person? Can I talk about politics? Can I talk about religion? That's the thing that's going to pull you in because uh, at some point, at some point, sex is going to fade out at some point. Don't know what point it is, but at some point, sex is going to fade. Or this, how about this? How about you're so busy that you're not able to have sex, but you're still with your significant other? You know, life is going to do things for you guys 
that you can't even imagine. And you're going to think that I'm just going to do this every day. I'm going to do that. And you're like, nah, nah, I'm tired today. I don't want to do nothing. You know, I got a migraine headache or something like that. So just keep that conversation going. Keep on, uh, keep on trying to make yourself better. And here's, here's one thing I want to say to people too about, about this book. When you have two people who are trying to be the best version of themselves, they don't have time to cheat. They don't have time to do mm. you wrong. All, all you're trying to do is become one to make each other better. And that's the sole message I was trying to get across to men and women. When you're absolutely working on yourself, the other person can't help but see that and follow suit. Mm. Very wise, very wise, very wise. So I, I, yeah, I'm just, I'm just sitting on that and uh, very, very wise. Um, I do, I, I did want to um, uh, ask you about, uh, cause you said, you know, you, you wrote this book uh, nine years ago. So, um, you know, and, and then you transferred into uh, doing children's books. So what, what, what uh, made you do that? And, and what have you been writing about? And uh, uh, what, what's that been like? So, so uh say 2012 right my wife her name is stephanie and uh we were living in florida we were being okay good deal good deal stephanie's are good women they're good women um we were being beach bums and i realized that she was the the woman who i had made my friend right and we had open communication and i had a conversation with her one day i say hey um do you want to get married she said yeah Say, how many kids do you want? She said, well, as many as my body, you know, would allow. So I said, all right. So she asked me the same thing. And I said, yeah, I want to get married. I want to have about two kids. So from that conversation, I said, you know what, Stephanie, Stephanie's the one, but I got to make sure it's the right time to make this proposal. So I ended up waiting like maybe like a year and a half um, before we actually became like boyfriend and girlfriend. And then like another six months, I had got engaged to her. And what made me get into the children's book was when she had got pregnant and I seen our daughter come out, the inspiration to be a kid again, it hit me. I realized I was so busy trying to be an adult. I'm so busy trying to be mm. self-help guy, so busy trying to be with this woman and, you know, trying to show my peers that I'm better than them. And I said, I missed out on all this fun. So when I see the baby come out, I go, oh, I know what to do. I know what to write about. I found my inspiration. I found my happiness. I found my true happiness. So I ended up writing a 10 book children series the night my daughter was born. I jotted it down. I had the wow. idea for it. And um, when she was about when she was about six to seven months old, I moved from Florida to Arkansas in like the year 2015, 20, going into 2016. And I had approached Walmart and said, hey, I got this children's book series that I wrote. How do I get this book in here? Um, they gave me a deal. And I've been doing business with Walmart for the past six years. And the children's books out of all of my books have been <laughs> my, my daughter's first book super succeeded what I did my entire life. Right. Why? Why is that? It's because people would much rather gravitate to their kids having fun and where is fun and love versus, you know, how do I get with this man? How do I get this woman, you know, type mm -hmm. of deal. So the children's books came into play because of the inspiration of my daughter. I did not want to be the parent that was all about do this and do that. I want to have fun. Look at my background. Um, this background, my, my daughter, we did this, just splash paint, right? I, I just didn't, oh, I don't nice. want to care. 
right? I, I don't want to care. I don't want to. I take couldn't life tell series. if it was her, if it was a Jackson Pollock. Beautiful. No, no. So it's you know, so so the books are uh, they're titled after her. Um, it's called the Anaya's Adventure series, and it's all about fun. And the main gist of all the stories uh, wraps around. You can go out into the world, you can have a lot of fun, but always remember, always remember, you're able to come back home to mom and dad whenever you want to. That's a powerful message. That's a powerful message. And and even, you know, even if it's not the, the case in an individual child's life, I think the fact that you're writing about that and, and making that something that that child who doesn't have that in their real, real life can see it's something that they can, that can, um, what's the word, I guess, combat the, the subconscious or unconscious imprinting of, of, you know, what they're seeing. That's not so great. Um, and so you, you've done, uh, ten, you did all 10 books in that, in that first night. Uh, so yeah, in the first, First night, I jotted them all down. Uh, we we uh, we do the, our own illustrations. We uh, gave her a publishing company called BabyAuthors.com. So um, the money goes to her savings account. All the, basically, oh, all beautiful. the profit goes to her savings account. Um, we're 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 on book number six now. Um, I think I may take a break. I already have the rest of the books ready, but I may take a break at six because what we were doing, we were uh, each year it, the character will grow up with her. So she's six years old now. So if That's you look at so the book cool. covers, you'll see like, you'll see when she was like six months to six years old type of deal. Um, but what we're into now is why I'm taking a break. Uh, we're into merchandise and we just came out with a game, a matching card game. So oh, I'm nice. more so on the level, I'm trying to leverage the licensing aspect of, hey, this is what Anaya's Adventures is, you know, pay me, you know, type of deal. <laughs> yeah. Cool, cool. So, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I gotta be honest. I would, I, I would love to have you back just to talk about that. Um. So I don't want to, I don't want to get too into that because I, I, I would love to, to come back and really explore that, and um, especially because of the difference in, in uh, uh, content matter. I'd love for, uh, you know, um, people who are are more likely to, to uh, be interested in that material. Maybe not tie it to, to the stuff we've been talking about so right. far. Right. Um, but absolutely that that's that's beautiful and and how old is your daughter now she's six years old she's six now awesome that's yeah. so cool yeah. um so I, you know i'm i'm just looking at at the, these notes i've i've uh, uh, taken here that uh, that we've uh, through through the conversation and you know from 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 my first question what gives you the right is uh, uh it sounds like you know a lot of a lot of trial and error, as well as a lot of direct research. And so, you know, you've not only lived this, this life where you've, you've uh, uh, in, in, in been in different relationships and, and experienced different, uh, uh, different types of women and different, uh, from, you know, all uh, walks of life, I assume. And, uh, but you also uh, uh, sought out answers for, for these things, specifically from people you trust. And um, yeah. and based on just the, the the testimonials from the back of the book, it seems um, it, it seems like you you, you did a, a pretty good job, especially if nine years later it's still it's still doing so well. Um, and and you, you said it's only uh, six chapters. Yep, only six chapters. 
Uh, and I made it short because I wanted I wanted it to be a conversation, just like I we having right now. I wanted it to be a conversation. I didn't want it to feel like you're just reading a book. I wanted you to hear me talking to you. Mm. To, um, so how many pages is it? Uh, it's about seventy five pages. Oh wow! It's about seventy five okay. pages. It's it's more so it, it'd be more so considered like a spark note. It's mm, like something mm. that you already know that you're you you keep on forgetting about. Like you know what? He's right. I I do forget to be this type of person or whatever the case may be. And those are especially you know I I started this this uh, uh this podcast because I had gotten away from from just reading in general. Um, you know, as I tell in every episode, I when I was a kid, I used to love reading. And then as school started, and they would assign me uh, this, that, and the other, and you got to read 100 pages. And I was just never a good student, and I was rebellious. And I, then you know, going uh, all the way through college, and then by the time I got out, there's there's podcasting and YouTube, and you know, that's just how I get most of my information now. Um, and uh, but but the 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 books like that, which are are short and to the point. Are exactly the type of things that would that would speak to me, um, you know. Off the top of my head, uh, um, Sam Harris is a, an author who, um, you know, I don't I don't follow him uh, as much where he is today, but his work that he's done is, is some of the uh, the greatest stuff. Um, I'm actually an atheist, and he helped me, um, you know, go from I grew up Catholic. And then I went through, uh, uh, you know, my my journey to atheism and I became one of those stereotypical, just angry atheists, militant atheist kind of dudes. And it was uh, some of Sam Harris's work, which are, uh, again, like 70, 90 page uh, things. One is called uh, Waking Up, A Guide to Spirituality Without Religion. And it was just like, that's that's what I need. That's what I need. Because I'm, you know, I'm not the type of atheist who says, um, I'm sure there's no God. I, I just, I don't, I'm not convinced that there is uh, uh, anything else, but I'm, I'm open to it. And I admit that I don't know. And so, and, and, and as that person, I definitely uh, ha have had those uh, spiritual experiences. And so having a book like that, that was short, concise, to the point, and, and just telling me exactly what I need to know, I, I think we, we, we need more of them. We need, we, we need more like that. Um, you know, it's not just children's books that need to be, uh, uh, short, uh, adults don't have, you know, especially right. in this day and age, we just don't have the attention, uh, attention span anymore. Right. Awesome. Yep. Um, well, I, I mean, yeah, we've been going for about an hour. And like I said, I would, I, I would love to dive into the, uh, the whole children's book thing in an entirely other, uh, um, uh, discussion. Um, thank you no so much for coming on. Uh, if there is, um, you know, I'm going to give you the floor. If there's anything you want to plug, books, uh, socials, websites, please, the floor is yours. Awesome. My name is Darshan Macway. Go check out darshanmacway.com. You'll find a lot of interesting things on that website, such as I have my own cologne. I have best-selling books. I have a podcast as well where I speak to other authors, writers, and illustrators about what they're doing to market their book. Trust me, once you look up my name, you're going to go down a rabbit hole. Just don't get lost. Awesome. Awesome. Darshan McAway, everybody, thank you so much for coming on. This was a great conversation. I really, uh, uh, it really helped put a lot of uh, things into perspective for me because I definitely, you know, uh, uh, you know, the, the whole uh, like blue pill, red pill, manosphere, that, that kind of stuff. I had discovered it right after, uh, you know, that, that super failed relationship uh, uh, at the beginning of lockdown. And 
you know, as a uh, as a sensitive dude who's you know not necessarily the the uh, the biggest piece of eye candy, it was um, you know it was really important information for me to see. Oh, okay, this is how my actions are 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 being perceived by women in general, and and um, you know the things that you're saying are a, a lot of them are very much in line with what I've learned that's allowed me to be comfortable with just, you know, being doing my own thing and, and, and that, and also kind of, you know, answering some of the questions I had specifically about like, you know, your use of the word friend and that you don't have to, you don't have to, to, you know, come on so strong as to be like, Hey baby, I don't need no friends. You're here to, you know, you know, like that. And especially again, for somebody like me who doesn't necessarily have the physical stature that I, I have women throwing themselves at me. I just, it just doesn't happen when you're my, my height. I mean, you know, live with it. Um, and, um, so, so I want to thank you for, for coming on and, uh, uh, you know, this again, a great conversation and I definitely, um, you know, I, I don't want to keep saying on every episode that I'm going to check out people's books because I'm not going to check them all out, but I am definitely going to read your book. Um, and I, uh, I, I uh, implore everybody else to do the same. Um, again, that is uh, Girlfriend versus Wife Duties by uh, Darshan McAway. Thank you so much for coming on. And uh, we will see you next time to talk about our, uh, uh, your uh, children's books. No problem. Thank you for having me. It's a, a pleasure. All right, take care. Can you see this? This what the God. these are all the notes I took throughout that. That was that was really cool. Um, once again, the uh, the mentality that I had going in was uh, not correct. I thought it was going to be uh, you know a very cheeky, um, not arrogant but um, contentious conversation where I thought, you know, I might, even having the views that I have, I might have to be like, hey, wait a minute, you know, let's, let's be fair to women and let's be fair to the men who, this, that, or the other. Um, and it, it was the complete opposite. I, I uh, you know, that was, that was like, um, it, it was like, I don't, I don't know. I'm trying to, I'm trying to compare it to, you know, uh, again, if you're not familiar with Kevin Samuels, uh, again, he's got that the, a call-in show and he, he's gotten popular for, you know, kind of owning the, the, the modern woman who wants it all and has, brings nothing to the table. But again, there's a little bit of, of uh, shock value and, and, and um, you know, underhanded, like, you know, men looking in at, at women, you know, getting owned, that kind of thing. And Again, I I I I watch this stuff. I enjoy it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that I don't. But I, I'm not like you know all over it because like yeah go get there. It's it's just interesting to see how uh, you know average women who are just calling into this show. What do they think? Um, and while you know that show has made uh, its 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 name being being that contentious thing and, and having that uh, uh, that type of feel. Uh, Darshan definitely would, would, if he had the same type of show, I think women would like it even more uh, than, than Kevin Samuels because he's, he's, he's got a much more approachable way about his message and just in general about himself. Um, 
It's very clear that he's not trying to push anything on anybody. He's not trying to say that he's right and you're wrong. It, it's clear that he's genuinely trying to use his experiences to help the rest of us. And, um, and I, I definitely appreciate that. Uh, you know, as I got into a, a little bit in the, the, uh, uh, the, the conversation, um, you know, I've always been, you know, what, what would be considered as the, the, the typical nice, sensitive guy that, you know, you think of as a friend, but, oh, you're like a brother. And then also, you know, again, being a short guy, whether you want to, whether you want to admit or not that that has a big uh, a factor to do with women, fuck off. That, that it has a lot to do. If I was a foot taller, then I would have very different experiences. Um, but it's up to me not to be salty about it. Like, that's just, you know, the way that it is. And, and it's not women's fault for being, uh, attracted to tall, uh, 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 you know, men. And just like it, there's nothing that I should be ashamed of for, for, uh, being attracted to, you know, uh, fit women who, who, you know, have curves and, and, and whatever. But that, all that being said, the, you know, what it comes down to is, you know, we're all just, we're all just trying to find our way. We're all just trying to find that someone. And I think personally, I took, a, I spent a little bit too much time and energy on that, especially considering uh, I wasn't really spending that time with women as much, you know, I, again, I, 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 I do all right. Um, but it, it's, not, I, I'm not, I, I would say it's not uh, something regular that happens in my life. And I haven't had a, uh, a serious relationship uh, uh, since I was in college 10 years ago. Um, but, and I, I say it's not from, uh, I, 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 it isn't from lack of trying. If I wanted to get into relationships, there are ways that I could have uh, uh, conscious, you know, I made conscious decisions knowing that, okay, this is going to not uh, uh, th this isn't going to go forward from here, or I was the one who would say, ah, I'm just not interested. That was mostly the case because of what I saw in, in, in people. And I just like, I see, I see where this is going. This isn't, this isn't your, you know, either I'm not healthy, uh, when, when, when I wasn't, or you're not healthy or, and, and I just wasn't interested. I saw what bad relationships could be. And I was very, uh, clear that I would rather not be in a relationship than be in a bad relationship. And I don't know how common that is. I think a lot of people do understand that. And I think if you say that to the average person, they would agree. But I think people get lonely and people get comfortable in relationships and they find themselves in, you know, these long relationships that are, 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 are toxic, um, but they're comfortable or they jump from relationship, relationship to relationship just because they don't know how to be alone. And um, I think the biggest change for me was that okay as a as a short guy who's got a great personality and not too much money then i have to play up that personality and have a little bit more money to offer and physically i definitely need to hit the gym and uh, uh and you know i'm just really not interested in doing that right now so if that means that i'm not getting uh too much female attention then i'm okay with that because it's not that that i'm trying and being rejected i'm just focusing on other things and when I do decide that I want to uh, change that up, um, and, and again, as, as Darshan puts it in his book, transition from, from the bachelor to the, 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 the boyfriend or, 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 or the husband, then I can, um, I can make those changes at that point. 
And there's no need for me to feel now that I'm failing at anything because I'm not. I'm I'm doing better than I have in so long. I'm I'm happy at my job. I finally got the the, the podcast going. Uh, hair's growing out. Um, you know, Morty Morty back there is is alive and well. I, things are going well. I've got you know this this condo that I'm living in now is, is I've only lived here for a year. Before that, I was uh, living in uh, some old uh, a bedroom in some old lady's uh, house that she was renting out because. The place I was living before that didn't like that I had Morty and they kicked us out. And then I had, I only had uh, a couple of weeks to find a place and a bunch of places fell through. And so I ended up in this situation where, you know, it was uh, 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 not the worst thing ever, but as a 30 year old, a 30 year old man, you don't want to have your life uh, restricted to an old woman's bedroom. And then especially because of the circumstances with the lockdown and everything, it's, I, I wasn't able to have guests and everything. And so I'm doing better than I have in so very long, but I have no uh, girlfriend. I have no no uh, 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 prospects, but I'm okay with that. And and if if that's where you are, then you can be okay with that too. And it doesn't have to be a permanent situation. You don't have to be uh, somebody who who says, okay, I'm giving up on this. I'm never doing it again. You can just you can just live your life and let you know, meeting people and, 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 and developing yourself, be part of the journey. Uh, you know, I don't remember if, uh, Darshan specifically said it, um, on the recording or if he said it, uh, afterwards, but he mentioned something about, uh, respecting the time that we have on earth. And if you spend that time alone, but miserable when you could be, when you, when you're going to be alone anyway, and you could be enjoying yourself, well, then what kind of choice is that? it's, it's, it's obvious to, to, to learn how to be happy with yourself so that when, uh, that person, not only that you're happy being alone, but when that person does come along, you are somebody who is healthy enough to, to take that on and to, to, um, to, to make the most of it. I definitely, uh, the, the other thing would be the, yeah, let me, other than that, the uh, you know, I, I like I said, I definitely am super interested uh, in how someone with Darshan's mindset, uh, uh, you know, what what that children's book, what what kind of messages that would be, and how he is choosing to what messages he's choosing to to bestow upon children, uh, uh, and 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 what way he's doing that. I I would be very interested. I haven't read a kid's book since I was a kid. Uh, so I don't know what is in kids' books. Um, and obviously it's not kids who write kids' books. And there is obviously a, a, a giant market. Uh, so there's just a lot I don't know about that. And and sounds like he'd be a great person to talk to with already uh, uh, 10 books in the series. Um, a Walmart deal, you know, they, they have a lot of books, but it's not a Barnes & Noble. So they, they don't take just anybody. Um, so thank you again for tuning in for another episode of the I Didn't Read Your Book podcast. Uh, thank you again to uh, Darshan McAway and his book, Girlfriend versus Wife Duties. Uh, all his links for socials and his websites and his books uh, and everything like that will be uh, linked down below. Please do go uh, check out that book. It's only six chapters. As he said, it's like 70 pages. You can read that in an afternoon. Um, and it sounds like, again, I'm going to stop telling everybody that I'm going to read their book. Uh, it, it, 
everybody, every time I've said it, I have meant it. Um, but just because I've meant it in the moment, I'm probably not going to read a lot of these books. So I'm going to stop doing that. But I definitely am going to read this one. Um, but because it's short, not, uh, you know, if it was long, even on the same topic, I probably still wouldn't have read it. Um, I would just wait for the, the, uh, the YouTube version or something. But um, that, this, is, this is definitely something I, I, I want to, to, to see what he says. It's, it's, up, it's the type of information that I would be looking for anyway. So, so it's right up my alley. And I think it's information that we all should, should be aware of disagree, agree, be aware of this is what people are thinking. This is what the other side is thinking. I think that's a big thing too, that, you know, as a, as a man, I might be very uh, familiar with the way men think about things. Um, but what I had realized over the last year or so is that I had no clue about how women see things. And um, from, from, from watching uh, these types of Kevin Samuels-esque uh, content, I'm seeing that it's also that women don't understand what men go through and and to 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 come back full circle the biggest thing that darshan was talking about was communication so if we can communicate better and more effectively then all this becomes less and less and less of a problem so thank you again to darshan uh girlfriend versus wife duties available uh now and has been for the last 10 years uh check down below please do me a favor help out the algorithm give it a like give it uh make sure you're subscribed ring the bell just comment something uh comment morty is asleep something just help me out with the uh with the algorithm i really appreciate it i uh not only want you to get my face out there to everybody else but people like darshan and all the other authors i've had on so far and will have on i really want them to be able the ones to be able to uh, uh get that exposure so it's not just for me it is for them. Uh, thank you again. I am Lutch. Don't forget, you can also follow me on uh, Instagram and Twitter at IDRYBLUCH. That's I-D-R-Y-B-L-U-T-C-H. IDRYBLUCH. Again, this is I Didn't Read Your Book. Take care. We'll see you in the next one.